Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends, happy Monday. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we are doing another coffee chat episode. This is just what we do every Monday. We catch up. I share with you something I'm learning right now, what's going on behind the scenes and what to expect on the podcast this week. Starting with, I am in the process of getting a new microphone. I ordered a new one that's just not here yet and it is giving me some reflection points. I'm really thinking about it a lot and it brings up what I'm learning right now. So I had a podcast interview on Beatrice Chestnut's podcast a couple of weeks ago and one of the conversations we had was can you talk about the strengths of your Enneagram type? Because a lot of the belief around the Enneagram is that the goal is not to live into your type. The goal is to release your type which I am inclined to agree with, right? But at the same time, when I was trying to do that so strictly with myself, I started peeling away some of the things that were really supportive for me, you know, like positive thinking, the ability to reframe, some of these tools that I had in my type seven tool belt that I really appreciated. And what I've learned over time, right, is that I don't want to take away my type seven tools, I just want to make sure I'm adding tools from every type so that I'm not only operating out of my sevenness, that when I'm in a situation, I can get go, okay, is this a type one tool belt situation? Or is this a type three tool belt situation? And I really find that useful as a, as a thought practice for the way that we approach the Enneagram. The other thing I thought about recently and I'm kind of processing right now is, is your type structure is kind of leaning into your type structure, holding you back from something that is good for you or creating unnecessary suffering for you. And I think that's where one of my things is coming up for me right now. So I have a deep need for variety and fullness of life and to follow my interests And we've talked about this before, about how this kind of FOMO of interest and opportunities can create an unsustainable work environment for me. But I'm also kind of coming up against this deep need for change and variety and options. We're leading into, my husband and I are planning a no spend year next year. So that's going to kind of limit me in some ways that I am kind of excited about, but it's going to be a challenge, right? But additionally, this new microphone is another limitation. And I want to talk about that a little bit. So I've been noticing that I don't love my audio right now. Just I got a new phone and I got a new lapel mic because that's what I've been using. I'll go in a little bit more as to why in a second. But I got a new phone. I got a new lapel mic because the jack is different now. And I just don't like it. I don't like the way it sounds. 
This is round two of trying a new lapel mic and I do not like the audio at all. And I was like, you know what? I think it's time for me to upgrade my microphone. Now, the problem with that, obviously I have a microphone that I use that I love that was recommended to me by a podcast editor a long time ago that I use for interviews. It's like a really solid mic for like 60 bucks. It's great, but I am a just, I gesture, okay, as a person. I move my hands around a lot when I talk. So when I'm doing an interview, I tend to like knock it or bang it a lot. And this particular microphone just does not absorb that sound well. I pride myself on not being a perfectionist. I love imperfection. I'm drawn to imperfection. I find imperfection tantalizing, <laughs> like on social media especially. That's all I want. That's what I want to consume. That's where I want to be. And at the same time, I love to move around. I love change. I love travel. I love being compact in my microphone. Like having a lapel mic means I can leave it in my purse all the time and I can podcast from anywhere. Wherever I am, I can pop out a podcast, which is really convenient when I podcast five days a week and I travel as much as I do, right? So that's really held me back from upping my audio on the podcast because I'm never in the same place. I'm rarely ever in a quiet place, if I'm honest, which is weird as a podcaster, right? Like my home is not a quiet place. Like we don't have, we have like neighbors and children and, you know, it's a small apartment. I work at a co-working space. Like that's not a particularly quiet place. I'm finding that I've chosen a career path that is not like particularly conducive to my lifestyle. I love my career. So I've got to shift a little bit the way I run my life. Now, I'm not going to be able to move, right, to like podcast better, but what I can do is up my microphone. So I've ordered a new microphone. I'm really excited about it. The trouble that I'm running into is that it's one that plugs into a computer, meaning I need to be in a room with a desk at least once a day where there's no one else around. This is not always the case for me. Sometimes I'm podcasting, you know, from my bedroom. Sometimes I'm podcasting from my car. Sometimes I'm recording from like the little sound booth of the co-work. So intentionally saying I'm going to be at a desk alone every single day of the week, at least once, it's, it feels restrictive. Now, I did buy a, a traveling case for, for the microphone so that it can go with me places. I don't have to leave it in one place. I used to have an office with a friend of mine, and he had a podcasting setup that just stayed at the office. So anytime he recorded a podcast, he would be in the same room at the same desk with the same everything. I can't live like that, okay? I respect it. I can't live like that. And so I'm, I'm like baby stepping my way maybe toward that, maybe not toward that, you know, I don't know. But what I am saying here is my sevenness, this like deep desire for variety, that's a neutral thing, right? That is not a bad thing for me to do or to have or to prefer unless it's preventing me from having more of what I want or creating unnecessary suffering. 
And so for me, as I want to increase the quality of what I do and, the, and of the content I make, I've got quantity figured out. As I want to increase the quality, I will need to work with that part of my personality to grow through like this, this temptation to kind of always be on the go. And I'm almost thinking about the microphone as like a stabilizer in my life, as like this thing that is grounding me and keeping me on earth. Like, okay, this is a thing that's like a constant in my life. Every day I will be at a desk with a microphone recording. And I think it's going to be a good thing, especially as we go into a no spend year and we're looking to change different habits and, and focus in different areas of our life. I'm thinking about a lot more grounding activities like baking, cooking, making bread, being in our home, making our home feel really lovely, cultivating a really satisfying life where we are. And I think this podcast microphone is like a little step in that direction. Like, okay, we're committing to being in one place or we're committing to at least some sense of stability, if that makes sense. So that is what I'm learning right now. Just like this element of type structure and how it's playing out and when to release and when to allow. Now let's get into three good things. Things that are just feeling good this week. The first one is I got this orange spice tea. I think it's like Bigelow is the brand and it is so nice. It feels so fall. It's such a treat. It's definitely a good thing. Number two, it's almost too good of a thing, honestly, is flannel sheets. We switched our sheets out from our summer sheets recently to our like fall and winter ones. And they're like so soft and so warm that in the mornings it is like pulling teeth to get out of bed. I've hit snooze like every day, at least well once. I've, I've hit snooze once at least every day. Just getting those nine extra minutes in that soft, warm bed. It is everything and also quite a struggle. Number three is just like a sweet moment. My husband is doing NaNoWriMo. If you don't know what NaNoWriMo is, it is essentially working on a novel, writing every single day for the month of November with the goal of writing your first book or writing a book. And my husband has been planning to do that for the whole year. And he yesterday sent me an email um, inviting me to do NaNoWriMo. And it was in such a sweet way. It was like, like a proposal, like, please do NaNoWriMo with me. It was really cute. And I'm going to do it. I think it'll be a really good way to prioritize something that's really important to both of us, our writing practice. And it's just really cool to have a shared goal with your partner. It's something I really love and we really enjoy together. So I'm going to do that. And that's a good thing. Last week, we were deep in catch-up mode. Like, I was, like, catching up with work. I had meetings that had moved because of my flight getting, like, canceled. And so we were, like, catching up on that. We had a lot of parenting stuff to do. It was, like, the end of our kids' cross-country season. So we had a lot of that going on. And it was just a really busy week, honestly, in our personal lives, but also professionally. But I focused on deep planning over the next few weeks, taking workshops and planning some things that I have going on in the business I can't really talk about yet, but just a lot of planning and preparations happening. I also changed up something in my process. So 
one of the struggles with having, uh, you know, a social media presence is all the requests that you get on a given week. So I just get asked for things all the time. And I really struggle with that because we talked about my FOMO, like my fear of missing out on opportunities. So I feel this like intense pressure to say yes, even if these opportunities are not serving me. And I, even to the point where this week I took all of my opportunities listed, all of the invitations from just this week, I had over like 20 requests. I took them to my therapist and I was like, can I just talk through each of these and like why I think I would say yes, why I would say no, and then narrow it down. We took that list from 20 to five that I was going to say yes to and that was so relieving to me. And I realized in that conversation that when I used to do this really well was when I had an assistant full time and she would go through all of the requests that came in in our Monday meetings. And that was so helpful because I'm seeing them all together, right? I'm seeing them like smushed together. So I'm able to go, okay, this isn't just like one person asking me for one thing. This is 20 people asking me for 20 things. And that's per week, right? So like, I can't physically do all of those things and I need to honor my no. And so that I'm going to start doing that in my process as well, just on my own, because my current assistant, she really just manages my emails. We don't do like weekly meetings, things like that. So I'm just going to do it on my own and my, like in my planning process. So as I go into my planning process, I'm just going to go, okay, I'm going to tell everyone who requests something, let me think about it. And then I have time to really sit with things, be conscious of those decisions, not flip flop back and forth between a yes and a no and a yes and a no, because that's kind of my pattern. If I'm not slowing down my yes, which if you've listened to that podcast episode, if you know, you know, you know, (laughs) Um, but all of that to say, I am going to do that process and I'm feeling really excited about that. Now I am feeling vulnerable about saying no to some of the things on that list because I initially said yes, and I'm having to go back and now say no. And this is really hard because I feel like I wasted people's time and energy with a false yes. And that's something I really want to work on. I want to work on having a clear yes and a clear no before I ever commit to something so that I am, I'm not wishy-washy. You know what I mean? I'm not wasting anybody's time. I'm not giving anybody false hope. I'm not, I'm true to my word. That's something that's really important to me. And so I think this slowing down process is going to help that, but I am feeling really vulnerable. I've already, I have one more person left to tell. And, um, once that's done, I'll feel better, but I am feeling very vulnerable about it, but I am feeling proud of honoring my own time and energy. Here's one of the big breakthroughs I had in that session was I've been so focused on not turning down perceived opportunities And often these don't turn out to be actual opportunities for me because I'm spread so thin that I can't make the most of them. And so 
I have been so focused on that, but what I'm moving my energy toward is creating space in time so when the right opportunities do arrive, I can take them. Because one of the things that I've done in the past is I've said yes to so many things that when the right things do come, I'm already booked out, I'm overburdened, I'm exhausted, so I can't give my all to the right things. And that is not working for me. So I wanna focus on, I'm not saying no to opportunity. I'm saying yes to the right opportunities. I'm saying yes to having energy and space and creativity to take on the opportunities that I truly desire. Which brings me to my core values for the month of October, which are comfortable, priorities, and simplicity. I'm going to feel comfortable this week by taking Monday off. So we have a crazy weekend ahead. We have a funeral. We have a wedding. We're traveling out of town. The wedding and the funeral are in two different cities. So it's just a little bit of, a little bit bananas. We don't have a full kind of weekend for several weeks or a couple weeks. And Obi's off on Monday, my husband, and I am going to take Monday off as well to just recoup because Normally, I wouldn't take a day off if I didn't miss a day of work or I didn't like overwork, but I'm just trying to honor my energy and recognize that, yeah, it's going to be a hard weekend and I'm going to take an extra day to just repair and recover. We're going to do like a movie day. We're going to watch Practical Magic. We're going to watch a documentary about the Salem Witch Trials. We're both reading books from... The practical magic series right now that's why that we're in witch mode obi's reading magic lessons i just finished magic lessons rules of magic and now i'm reading practical magic and so we're just like in the thick of that magic world and we just want to cozy up tap into that make a make a big breakfast and sleep in enjoy a day off together which we rarely get to have so really looking forward to that I'm going to prioritize by creating content for the next few weeks and just making that my main priority. I have some stuff coming up and I want to make sure the content for that is like clean, clear, and prepared. And then simplicity, I'm going to focus on just one offer this week and just working toward that one thing. My self-care challenge. Oh, last week, my self-care challenge was to pick up knitting again and I did not do that. I didn't even start. My challenge for this week is simply to take that Monday off and have a rest day with my husband. Now, what's coming up in terms of content this week on the podcast? Tomorrow, we are continuing our series about inner child and soul child access with the Enneagram Type 5. Wednesday, we have our weekly Q&A. Thursday is another Notes from Therapy episode, and Friday is a podcast interview with Lindsay Frazier and Sam Greenberg on Sex and the Enneagram. So this week is an invitation to pay attention to when your type pattern is showing up in unsupportive ways. And we're going to end today with a quote from Marianne Williamson, the ego is always looking to find something. The spirit can see what is already there. Thank you all so much for being here. And as always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you. I'll see you tomorrow for the next one. Bye.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.